Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Good morning, everyone. Eric and Rich, I brought my little light this morning, so thank you for starting us off that way. That was perfect. That happens here. I love that. This past year has been a season of endings and beginnings. For me personally, for all of us in this meeting, really for our all, for our whole country. As I began thinking about this message, I thought a lot about how much change we're all processing right now. And it seemed to me that endings and beginnings was the right theme to explore with you this morning. The Bible verses I'll share are Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans you have, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And John 13, 7. And Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. May Sartan was an author and a poet in the 1960s and 70s. Journal of a Solitude is a favorite of ours. Her October 6th journal entry is a dog-eared page in the copy which lives by Stephen's reading chair. I've read it many times. The truths she penned that day are beautiful. And then this past fall, following an abrupt and painful ending in my life, I rediscovered Sartan's journal. And the words she wrote on October 6th spoke to me with such resonance that I haven't been able to stop thinking about them. She wrote, it is a mellow day, very gentle. The ash has lost its leaves and when I went out to get the mail and stopped to look up at it, I rejoiced to think that soon everything here will be honed down to structure. It is a rich farewell now to leaves, to color. I think of the trees and how simply they let go, let fall the riches of a season. How without grief, it seems, they can let go and go deep into their roots for renewal and sleep. Eliot's statement comes back to me these days. Teach us to care and not to care. Teach us to sit still. It's there in Mahler's Der Abscheide, which I play again every autumn. But in Mahler, it's a cry of loss, a long lyrical cry just before letting go. 
at least until those last long phrases that suggest peace, renunciation. But I think of it as the golden leaves and the brilliant small red maple that shone transparent against the shimmer of the lake yesterday when I went over to have a picnic with Helen Milbank. Does anything in nature despair except man? An animal with a foot caught in a trap does not seem to despair. It is too busy trying to survive. It is all closed in to a kind of still, intense waiting. Is this a key? Keep busy with survival. Imitate the trees. Learn to lose in order to recover. And remember that nothing stays the same for long. Not even pain, psychic pain. Sit it out, let it all pass, let it go. Sartan says, I think of the trees and how simply they let go, let fall the riches of a season, how without grief it seems they can let go and go deep into their roots for renewal and sleep. It makes sense that as things change in our lives, particularly unexpectedly, that we need to sit still, to rest, to allow light to refill us until we are strong enough and ready to move again. And yet, it seems we are made so uncomfortable by sitting still with pain that few of us can do it. It's so easy to get caught up in the need to get ground under our feet, to do the thing that brings at least temporary reprieve from the feelings of uneasiness caused by not knowing what's going to happen, to quit moving when we are hurting, to allow our minds, bodies, and hearts to experience, absorb, and let go of all that we are feeling, that takes great courage. Why? Because in that space, we have to wrestle with our own vulnerability. We are not in control of all the events of our lives. We can't make others do what we want. We can't protect those we love or ourselves from being knocked around by life. And things change and things end. Lives, jobs, relationships, whether we want them to or not. It's human to resist this truth, but we cannot be fully present and trying to run our own storylines at the same time. And so we must learn to imitate the trees, to let fall the riches of a season, to lose in order to recover. And healing comes when we realize that things come together and they fall apart, and then they come together and they fall apart again. And we have to let there be room for all of this to happen. Grief, relief, misery, and joy. Life is like that. We really don't know anything. We call something bad, we call it good, but really, we just don't know. It occurs to me that endings may be a gift. Maybe they occur because we need to be interrupted because what is right in front of us 
all the time, we only notice when we are disoriented by change. Our desire to maintain order, predictability, and comfort interferes with living a life of passion. For surely God, or what I like to think of as the pixie dust moments, happen only when we're spiritually awake and engaged by our passions. Endings and beginnings have the power to change our frame of reference. Maybe God just likes to hang out in the topsy-turvy spaces. Or maybe, when we're feeling less certain in our human minds, the veil lifts and spiritual truths can be revealed. Friends, we are always standing in the middle of a sacred circle, and that circle is our whole life. Everything that comes to us has entered that sacred space, and it's not an accident. Whatever comes into your space is there to teach you. The question we have to continually ask ourselves is, am I paying attention? Am I ready to learn? I'm realizing that we don't get places because of what we know, but rather because we remain able to learn. Brene Brown is a research professor and an author who studies vulnerability, shame, and empathy. She says, you either walk inside your, pardon me, she says, you either walk inside your story and own it, or you stand outside your story and hustle for worthiness. This stopped me in my tracks. Am I the actor in my story, moment by moment, as it unfolds? Or am I outside that story, requesting to delete chapter four and rewrite chapter seven in order to make myself look better to you? There is a light side and a dark side in all of us every day. We are always making a choice, and we have to remake it over and over and over. In May Sartan's journal entry, she asks, does anything in nature despair except man? An animal with a foot caught in a trap does not seem to despair. It is too busy trying to survive. It is all closed in to a kind of still, intense waiting. Is this a key? Personally, I think it is. We have to continue living moment by moment, letting the endings and beginnings come and go, learning to care and not to care, figuring out what it feels like to sit still. For in stillness, we will find God, spirit, and the grace to let it all happen, the grief, relief, misery, and joy. I'll leave you with May Sartan's last thought on that fall day. Imitate the trees, learn to lose in order to recover, and remember that nothing stays the same for long, not even pain, psychic pain. Sit it out, let it all go, let it pass. My queries this morning are, 
how are endings and beginnings changing your frame of reference right now? As you begin this new year, are you ready to choose courage over comfort, even if it means wrestling with your own vulnerability? In your life, what might it look like for you to sit it out, let it all pass, and let it go? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.